Hey girl, welcome to the She's Known podcast. This is a place to laugh, to be vulnerable, and of course, to grow in faith in our everyday lives. My name is Lauren, and I'm your host and big sister guide of sorts. Life is a hot mess, but it's so much easier when women like us can come together to be known. Good morning or afternoon or evening or whatever time it is that you're listening to the podcast. Welcome back to the She's Known Podcast. Um, I'm Lauren. Hello. Hello, hello. I know that's so weird that I just introduced myself in the podcast after my little intro segment, but I feel awkwardly like I need to. Um, Okay, so... Welcome to episode eight. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've already done. I've already done eight episodes. This is so exciting. This is so fun. I feel like a radio show host person. That's really cool. Um, but today's episode in the What I Wish I Knew series is what I wish I knew about comparison. Oy. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a touchy subject for me. I, not that I'm the queen of comparison, but I'm constantly having to like correct myself and check myself that I'm not comparing myself. Um, oh gosh. I was actually at, what was that verse? What was that verse? Um, let me look it up now. Is it verse? So today I was at my church filming something for um, the women's ministry. Proverbs. And I was in, I think it was Proverbs 1430. 1430. Is it Proverbs 1430? Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it was. So Proverbs 1430 um, made me think of comparison because it says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. When we compare ourselves, we're actually being envious and jealous, and that puts our faith and our life on a shaky foundation that affects our relationship with other people and our relationship with God. Um, But I just was like, oh my gosh, like I was asked to record, you know, a little video about Proverbs 14.30 earlier, and I was like, oh my gosh, this fits in with it. So I just thought that was a little cool little thing. But in who? Um, So comparison, it's a really tricky thing. And like I said, I catch myself doing it constantly. I'm not proud of it. Like I I do it more than I care to admit. Um, In a world where social media is like an addiction and the world constantly is trying to tell you who you should be, um, you can often get lost in the shuffle of feeling less than or not enough. And that's an unfortunate side effect of comparison. So uh, yeah, comparison kills joy, it kills creativity, and it kills uniqueness. Just like all of my what I wish I knew, this is something that I I wish I could go back and tell younger me, but I'm still learning it in some ways. It's just um, a new, like it's like a video game. It's like a new level of, a, a new level of comparison that I have to fight off. And it's a daily battle. They're all daily battles. Everything is a daily battle. Sin is a daily battle. You have to choose to be good and it's hard, but you can do it um, because that's what Jesus is for. Ask him for strength. He's got you. 
But hot mess moment of the week. Actually, it's a hot take that I'm going to do today. Um, I thought it was fitting to go with comparison to do this hot take. So um, I put down going with the flow always and following the crowd will get you nowhere. You are not meant to be a robot, but to live a meaningful life. In today's society, there's a lot of pressure to follow the crowd, follow the new trends, follow the cool things. I get it. I get sucked into that too. But at the end of the day, you're not a robot. It's okay that you have different thoughts. It's okay that you have different opinions. It's okay that you have different styles. It's okay that you're different. You were created that way. Like, have you ever heard that little phrase, isn't it cool that God created the heavens and the earths and everything beautiful and thought, hmm, the world needs one of you. So I thought that went like a nice little segue into this week's episode about comparison. Um, anywho, so what I wish I knew about comparison. Point number one, all it does is lead to envy. Envy is considered one of the seven deadly sins, in case you didn't know. Um, So some verses for you. I'm just going to start digging into the scripture. Um, James 3.16, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and, and every vile practice. Jealousy and selfish ambition, this is, I mean, this got... I think I might talk about it a little bit later, but this got Saul into a lot of trouble, actually. Um, It's what good comes from being selfish? I really just don't. I just, and I get it. Like sometimes we need to be selfish or whatever, but like, do we just, and I know it's difficult to say like, oh, just give it to God and it'll be all, all good, all okay, all fine and dandy, whatnot. But when you're jealous and you're selfish and focused on me, 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 what, how can I climb up the ladder? How can I get this? How can I, like, that's going to breed chaos. People don't like hanging out with selfish people when they make it all about themselves, right? Uh, when I was younger, I had a friend who, when we would play on the playground, we always had to do what she wanted and we couldn't do what anybody else wanted or she threw a fit and nobody wanted. And then she got mad at us because we didn't want to play with her. It's like, well, you're only focused on yourself. You're only worried about yourself. And like, come on, that's not cool. But um, yeah, James 3.16, Proverbs 4.30. Actually, let me go before I go into Proverbs 4.30, 14.30, which Oh, yeah. That's why I just saw that. And that's what I went over in my little intro. (laughs) Um, But where jealousy and selfish – back to James 3.16 for a hot second. Uh, Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Um, I'm going through the book of 2 Samuel right now. No. Yeah, I'm in 2 Samuel. But in 1 Samuel, it was a story about how – we're coming out of the book of Judges where there was like a lot of hot mess stuff that happened. Like book of Judges gets crazy. If the book of Judges was a movie, it would definitely be rated R. It, it'd be gory, gory, man. It's gross. Lots of gross death things. But coming out of the book of Judges, the people of Israel were like, 
God, we need a king. And he's like, yeah, for sure. I'm your king. And they're like, no, we need an actual king because we're comparing ourselves to other countries and they have kings. So we should have a king too. So give us a king. And God's like, y'all ain't ready for a king. The king that I have for you is not, it's not ready. And they're like, give us a king, give, give us a king. And he's like, all right. So give him King Saul. In the beginning, King Saul, and this is not the same Saul that turned into Paul in the New Testament. This is King Saul of the Old Testament. But um, Samuel, the prophet, was like, okay. So he followed God's will and, and God led him to Saul. And so King Saul came into power. And in the beginning, King Saul was, um, you know, he was striving to please God. And he was striving to make God happy. And he wanted to be it to be God's kingdom. Um, he was charming. He was a hunk. And he had really good leadership skills. He also was a nice fighter. Like he was a good pa- – he was a whole package of a king right there. But he started to let the power and fame and the spread of the kingdom go to his head. So he was the king of the promised land before it was built up right? This is after the Israelites were like in the wilderness for like 40 years because they couldn't get their act together. And then finally Saul comes up um, in the promised land as the king. And then David's the king that precedes him that actually um, builds up an actual like the Israel kingdom in the promised land. But Saul starts to get jealous because he wasn't taking his role as king seriously in the eyes of the Lord, and he was being very selfish, God anointed a new king. He was like, fine, if you're not going to take care of my land and you're not going to take care of my people, then I'm going to anoint somebody else. So he anointed David. And long story short, all the people loved David. He was um, an awesome fighter. He was loyal. He was kind. He was all the things that you want a man to be. He's the only man in the Bible the only man in the Bible that is considered the man after God's own heart. Saul was jealous. Saul's own son loved Jonathan like a brother. Like they were really close, like best friends. And Saul was getting jealous because he felt like David was trying to steal the throne from him because he knew God had anointed him. So Saul hunted him for a long time. Saul didn't prevail. David actually had multiple chances to kill Saul and didn't. Um, but envy just ate, ate at King Saul until he died. But um, Proverbs 4, uh, 1430, just like I said earlier, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Envious and jealousy. It's not just that little green monster that's on your back. It literally like can can affect your internal being. There's that, like, I think I may have said it in a podcast before. Maybe I said it in my class. I feel like I've said it a lot. If you have two plants in the same type of atmosphere and like environment and all that, you talk good to one, like give one compliments and you talk nasty to the other and like condemn it, cuss it out, whatever. The one that gets compliments is going to grow and the other one's going to die. The more you're jealous and selfish and envious and just all these bitter feelings that are not of God, these are all of the enemy, right? These are all fleshly desires. The more that you have these negative feelings, the more you're going to suffer. That's like an internal suffering right there. 
sometimes we have to choose to give up bitterness. And I know it's easier said than done, but dig deep, reflect, look in, look inside. Um, the next verse I have is 1 Corinthians 3.3. 3. For you are still a flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Um, this is, you know, we are human. We're not perfect. I think there's a lot of people who try to claim to be perfect. There's a lot of people in the church who um, are put themselves on this like high and mighty pedestal. And they're not perfect. Even our pastors, our pastors are not perfect either. We're all humans. The only one true perfect person was Jesus. We all sin. We all have fleshly desires and temptations, but it, it, it'll just rot, rot at you. It'll just tear you apart and tear you away. So, um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of touch base on, there's a few different types of comparison that really kind of spoke to me. And this is still all under point one. I know that I'm, I'm, I'm a talker. You guys know this, but oh, all comparison does is lead to envy. For example, comparison with body image. This is a big one, especially for females. So um, story time. My first year in college, I was not hanging out with the best group of people. I had a a quote unquote friend. So I was like living on campus. So therefore I was eating the dorm food. This is also the year that I found out I had a gluten sensitivity. So that was a fun, exciting thing. But I had a quote unquote friend ask me why I ate so much. Like really? She'd also make comments like, it's a little tight on you, don't you think? Like, really? And I know that she, that's the thing, like, they're not going to, I think, I think she meant kind. I think. I don't know. But, like, why would you, why would you point that out? Because, like, sometimes your words have that effect on people. It's like when you're like, hey, no offense, but you know what's going to come after that is going to be offensive. No offense, but like you've gained weight. Like really? Um, And I was not by any means anywhere near like fat or anything. I was pretty in shape. I, Like I said, I'm an avid runner and I don't know. She was a skinny mini and I just wasn't as skinny as her and she felt the need to point it out. So, um, I mean, others make the comments like even today or like – not today, but like last week I got, oh, you're not wearing any makeup today. That's, oh, that's an interesting choice. Or you'd look better if you put makeup on. Like, <sighs> why can't I wear makeup when I want to or how much makeup I want to? Or if I don't want to wear makeup, maybe I won't wear makeup. It's, it, I, and I know that people mean well and all of that. Again, well, I really hope they mean well, but Oh, sorry, adjusting in my chair because I almost fell off onto the dog. Um, I hope they mean well, but it's just like stuff like that's discouraging and hurtful. Uh-oh. I think I hear a flood watch warning in Southern California. What? Somebody's got like a 
I don't know. There's like a phone or something somewhere. Sorry. There's like a, like, you know, that the, um, the, I say this as if you're going to respond to me right now, but the little like Amber Alert thing on the phone that, or on the TV, oh, maybe it's on the TV. Maybe it was on the TV where it's like that annoying noise and then it's like Amber Alert or whatever. And it sometimes goes to your phone. There was one that was like flash flood warning. And I know that, oh yeah, it's looking a little sketchy outside. So because I'm in Southern California, I know that there's a tropical storm monsoon thing that's going on in Mexico. And apparently it's being pushed up here. I was, so I'm house sitting an hour away from where I live, but I was down in Temecula today for um, work. And it was sunny down there, which is ironic because in Temecula, I'm much closer to the ocean than up here in San Bernardino. But it's, it was like thundering and showering earlier, I guess is what my mom and my sister said. And now it's starting to look a little sketchy out and it's getting windy. Huh. Anyway, um, what are we talking about? Makeup. <laughs> um, if I, you know what, we're just going to move on to the next point. Cause I don't even, you know what things happen. Um, but with our body image too, we also see so many things on media um, and oh, we see so much freaking skin. I am not like, I, I'm not a fan of crop tops. Like you, if you wear a crop top, I'm not, I'm not hating on you. I'm just, that's not something that I, I like. I don't like showing off my stomach. This younger generation, you guys, us millennials, while we are not perfect, we fought really, really hard to get rid of low rise jeans. We fought hard for those high-rise jeans. And you guys are bringing low-rise jeans back in. Do you know how much body dysmorphia comes with that? I mean, there's body dysmorphia anyways. But um, there's so much skin that we see everywhere on social media, on the TV, sometimes just walking around the freaking neighborhood like, children, put a clothes on. Like, where are your clothes at? Crop tops look more like bras now. And it's like, what? What is happening? Why? Why do you think that's okay? Ah. There's actually an episode that's on um, on YouTube. If you look up the porch, it's a young adults ministry in Dallas, Texas. There's a, I guess, sermon talk thing called um, Modest. What is it? Modest is not hottest, but it's better. Because I know it's like, modest is hottest. Um, it's not necessarily hottest per se, because like the by worldly standards, it's not. But it's better. And I'll I'll let you look into that and dig deeper into that. But yeah, I just – Also, stop comparing yourself and your body. Have respect for your body too. Don't look at like, oh, well, she's skinnier or she's fitter. She has more muscles. She has more this. She has more that. Her hair is better. Her makeup's better. She's got bigger boobs. Her butt's better. Like – you were all uniquely made the way you are. Like, sure, there are things that we all want to improve on, of course. Like, I personally, I do feel like you should be doing some form of 
um, exercise. And that's not me condemning you if you don't. Like you do what you – like you know your body. You know what's best for you. I just know for like me, my body, for my mental health, I have to exercise. I have to eat healthy. One, I have food allergies. But two, if I don't eat healthy and I don't get my endorphins going and the serotonin levels up in my brain through exercise – it's pretty detrimental to my mental health, and I don't want that. Uh, the other comparison, so don't compare your past. I know we're still in point one. We're still all in point one. Um, so that was comparison about your body. Um, point one, part B, I guess. Um, comparison of your past. I wish – I wish I didn't do this. Ugh. I wish that I didn't do – like how many of us like if only I didn't do this, if only I didn't do that, if only I grew up different, if only I didn't make those choices, if only, if only, if only, if only, if only. But you did. You did. And you can live in the past or you can move forward. And I get sometimes that we need to just like hunger down and camp in the past for a bit just to feel it and push through it, right? But you did it. And you can't change it. You can't go back in time. What you can do, though, is change things moving forward. Um, So I have a friend who I'm really close to who's younger than me. And I love her. I tell her all the time that I wish I was as on fire for God when I was her age as I am now. So she is such a role model. She's younger than me, but she's such a role model to me. The way that she loves God, the way that she loves Jesus, and the way that she puts her heart into everything, I wish I was like that at her age. And then she, being the amazing, awesome friend she is, told me that I should not compare my life to hers. I need to stop comparing my life to hers because I'm in a different stage of life. I'm in a different walk of life, and I have a different purpose in life than she does. Talk about friendship, right? You should have friends that are able to call you out in a nice way, but able to call you out. And she did. Like, well, you know, when you were my age, you weren't like this. And that's okay because you are now. You're on a different assignment than me. We both have different homework assignments. Don't be trying to do my homework assignment. And, you know, I won't try to do your homework assignment. We were all given different walks in life. We all need to go through different things in life to fulfill the purpose that God has for us. Um, and then a comparison thing that I I personally struggle with a lot is comparison of life phase. So this kind of bleeds into my story with my friend um, that I just said. But I don't know. Sometimes we look around and we compare ourselves to everybody in our life stage versus their life stage because, well, because society tells us what to do and what not to do and when to do it. When you're 15, you think, oh, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to be married with three kids, a house, a six-figure income, a dog, and a white picket fence. Some of you, that might be true. A lot of us, no, especially in in California. Uh, Y'all, we can't afford that. I'm still trying to – I'm trying to get a house still. Shoot. Um, But I compare myself all the time, like my life phase – I'm not married. I don't have kids. Um, People are starting a family. People have this job, have that job. People have a house, whatnot. And I have to constantly like knock myself straight, metaphorically speaking, and just kind of pep talk myself, like get it together. 
get it together. You're not falling behind. My friend Rachel the other day at church explained it to me in a really cool way. And it was, don't think I'm not going to get it or how come they get it and I don't. That's kind of the victim mentality. Instead, think what I want is a God-given desire. It is good in God's eyes. So it's not that I'm not going to get it. It's that I'm almost there. I'm one step closer to it. And I thought that was really cool. All right, now we're moving on to point two. <laughs> ah, okay, so point one was um, all it does is lead to envy. Point two, you were made to be set apart from the world. I wish I knew that I was made to be set apart from the world. I really wish I knew that. I know that now. Wish I knew it sooner. But oops, dang, that's me comparing again. Get it together, Lauren. Get it together. Um, but <laughs> in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to constantly being tested, right? Test after test after test. This isn't a multiple choice test. It is a test in the form of usually a trial. Why we don't like trials, we do like the outcome of the other side, the aftermath of the trial, growth, progress. That's what comes after the trial. So don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Who renews your mind? God. Lean into God. Lean into God. Lean into God. Build the relationship with God. Let him soak into you and permeate all throughout you and renew your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That by testing through trials, you may discern what is the will of God. You can figure out what is what God wants versus what is what flesh wants or what is what enemy wants. And what God wants is good, acceptable, and perfect. To grow, you got to go through trial. Got to be set apart from the world. Now, I do want to make a point here. Ooh, sorry, adjusting in my seat again. I do want to make a point here because there's usually two kinds of um, Christians. It's when you become a Christian, you're going to be blessed and life's going to be great. And then you become a Christian. You're like, where is my life blessings? Or there's the Christian that's like, being a Christian is hard. Jesus suffered, so I will suffer too. And then you're like, well, that doesn't sound appealing. Why would I want to be a Christian? In reality, it's kind of a combination of both. Will you suffer and struggle at times? Yes, because you're human and that's just life. Life's not fair. That's just how it is. Jesus suffered, you will too. But it's not just going to be suffering after suffering after suffering. There's reward in your faithfulness. It's like, hey, I'm called you to this. You step into that calling, you're rewarded. Hey, I'm called you to this. You step into that calling. And stepping into that calling, there's a trial. And then you stick through the trial and then you're rewarded hey, I'm calling you to this. And then you step into that calling, which is a trial, and it, it's a process over and over again. So while trials may suck, they're necessary, but it's not your whole life. You will still get blessings in there because God's a good father and he wants to love us and he wants to reward us. Um, and then 1 John 2.15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. This is a 
constant war that I see among a lot of people of the younger generation is, do I love God or do I love the world? And what it means by the world is temptations, sin, uh, comparison, people pleasing, all the things like, you know, people are like, oh yeah, let's go party. Let's go this. Let's go that. Let's be mean to them. Let's judge them all, you know, all the things that just are not nice and nasty. If you're of that, then clearly God's not in you. Now, there's going to be some of you guys that are like, that's not fair. We're human and we can't control it. We can and we can't. That's why it's called the temptation. That's why it's called sin. Again, we're not perfect. We can't defeat it, but we can constantly turn back to the one who can defeat it. Repent and turn back to him. Christians are not sinless. They just sin less. You feel me? You feel me? All right. And then finally rounding the corner. I know point two is like really short. Point one, I got a little carried away with. But rounding the corner with point three, what I wish I knew. If you want to compare yourself, compare yourself to Christ and to your previous self. There's no war that you should be fighting with anybody else. It's you're comparing yourself to your, you were made in the image of God. So let's compare ourselves to him. Or let's see if we're growing and compare ourselves to our past, right? So in 2 Corinthians 10, 17, it says, As the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. We should not be shouting or prideful or comparing or getting all angry about any of that stuff. Praise the Lord. Boast about the Lord. Talk about the Lord. Be the Lord. Let the Lord be in you. The Holy Spirit. Right? 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. Be imitators of me as I am Christ. So this is, um, we're, like I said, we're made in the image of Jesus. So if we want to compare, we want to imitate people, we should be imitating him. Look at the life that he led. Look at the goodness that he did. Now, I'm not saying go out and perform miracles. You know, you need to make that person walk. You need to make that blind man see. You need to raise that person from the dead. No, look at the character, not the actions necessarily, but the character that Jesus exudes. He is all of the fruits of the Spirit, kindness, goodness, peace, joy, patience, self-control, right? He's all of the fruits of the Spirit. Look at his characters. Imitate him. If you want to compare yourself, compare yourself to him. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I mean, if that one doesn't hit hard, the repetition there. So English teacher in me, when something's repeated, it's trying to emphasize it. And this has a lot of repeated, whatever, 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 whatever. And it's not the whatever as in like, whatever. When you guys were younger, did you ever do the like stupid little hand thing where it was like, loser, loser, double loser, as if whatever, get the picture, duh. Maybe it was just me and my sister. That's like, that's what it made me think of. That's so ridiculous. Anyways, but it repeats the term whatever. Whatever is true, 
whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, all of these things that it's repeating are like good character traits. Goes back to the fruits of the spirit, right? Good character traits. So if those, whatever is those things, they're excellent. They're worthy of praise. Look at your actions. Make sure they're not being selfish. Make sure you're not being jealous. Make sure you're not being bitter. Like I had to change my posture towards my friend that I told you about earlier, the younger one who kindly called me out from, I'm jealous of her because I wish I was like that at my age too. I had to change that heart posture too. Isn't it so great that God's using her to do the amazing things that he's doing at such a young age? While that'd be cool that he could have done that for me at my age, he didn't, but he has a different assignment for me. All right, let's review our three points, shall we? So what I wish I knew about comparison is one, all it does is lead to envy. Two, I was made to be set apart from the world. So were you. And then three, if you want to compare yourself, compare yourself to Christ or compare yourself to your previous self. We always need to be growing. So there's the comparison to ourself. Am I the same person I was or am I a better, more Christ-like person now? Right? Um, Remember as it says in Psalm 139, I know I've, I've brought up Psalm 139 a lot. I really love this psalm. It's like my favorite psalm. I mean, my podcast is kind of like the title of my podcast is built around part of the phrases in it, you know? But in Psalm 139, it says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are worthy. You are uniquely you. God looked at this world and knew that it needed a you. You might feel like you're struggling. You might feel like giving up. You might feel like nobody cares about me. Guess what? God does. I do. Your family does, even if they don't act like it. You belong here. You are valued. You are worthy. That also reminds me of, let me look it up so I get it correctly. Proverbs 22, 2. Right. Okay. So Proverbs 22, 2 says, rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. We live in a broken world. We live in a fallen world. While this phrase seems very straightforward at its core, like, oh yeah, rich and poor, they have something in common. It's not money. Nope. It's their creator. <laughs> if you dig a little bit deeper, you know that as humans, we're, whether we realize it or not, or whether we like it or not, we are constantly judging and stereotyping others. But where every single one of us is valued by the one true king. All of us are valued. Even if you think that somebody should not be valued, even that person that gets underneath your skin and irks everything within you and pushes your buttons and, you know, your sibling that you can't stand or that person that you're just like, oh my gosh, like they are so rude and whatever it is, God loves them. God's called you to love them. Our job is not to judge. That's God's. We are not judge and jury. That's God's job. Our job is to bring life life and light to every interaction that we come in because we are all his creation. 
We are all his children. Whether or not everybody accepts it, understands it, comes to that conclusion, ignore the grumpy dog in the background, whether people understand it or not, we are all God's children. So we need to treat them as such. Don't condemn, be kind. And I know that there's a lot of people who get, like the church gets a bad rap for that, for condemning and for comparing and for, you know, you aren't good enough or um, you can't come into our walls because you don't believe what we believe. We, we need to be accepting people. We need to be opening people. How are we going to get them to know the love of Jesus Christ if we're not bringing them there? Whew. Whew. Anyways, um, as always, please check out our Instagram at She's Known Podcast. Um, I try really hard to make interesting things. I'm not the best, but I try. Um, please rate and review, preferably like a really nice rate and review because that makes my heart happy. And um, also it just, it reaches a broader audience and we want to make sure that we get as many people, um, as many young women as possible to understand their worth in Jesus Christ. Um, and then, yeah. See y'all next week.